joining me, the voice of uh, DBU, as they advance to the Super Regional. And, um, and this this is the second time in the history of DBU, as great as that program's been. Heepner's been there now 15 years or even longer than that. And um, and then they had the one trip to the Super Regionals. Think back. Now, you were a youngster when that happened. I think it was around, maybe, was it 2011? It was 2011. In fact, I had to make a decision to go to the final game of that regional or go to game, four, uh, game three of the NBA Finals, uh, Dallas and Miami that year. So, that yeah, 2011, I remember it well. Okay, what decision did you make? I, I went to the finals, and that was the game the Mavericks lost at home, so I blame myself. <laughs> this is the Matt Mosley Show. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley alongside Garrett Ross. Garrett Ross putting things together, and, um, boy, you know, Stephen Simcox – Garrett, he's out there listening every day. He listens to the show afterwards. He's missing us so badly. He's Uh. missing his old pal Mosley, and he listens, and then he gives me feedback. And I say, you know, Stephen, I don't really want this feedback. I I mean, I I don't – I don't need – I don't need to hear it. He's like, I'm sorry. I, You know, I'm addicted to this show. So, it's good to have Simcox involved, heavily involved as always. But Garrett Ross, he's the man – He's the man out there putting in the work, putting in the time. And uh, when he's not focused on game time, which is our four to six show, he's focused on Mosley. And and I appreciate that. Garrett, appreciate your help in that regard. Thanks, man. And um, you got some good comments. Yet last night, the whole family got together. We went to a uh, our favorite uh, our favorite uh, seafood place. And um, my parents, I think it was actually my sister who made the comment. Um, I, I really like Garrett. Now, I, I don't want Stephen to hear that and think, oh, what? A, thanks, Mandy. But she likes Stephen a lot, too. But, Garrett, you were getting good feedback from the Mosley family, and that's very important. Well, I appreciate right, that. Yeah, yeah, Mandy Mosley. Mandy, Log, Mandy Mosley Logston is actually her name now. Thanks, uh, Mandy. To, to Joseph. All right, um, lots happening in the world of sports. At 320 today, kind of a fun one. And uh, Garrett, just heads up, our buddy Brian Fonville, the executive vice president over at uh, Central National Bank, just sent you our beautiful graphics today, which go with our guest. And uh, our guest at 320 is uh, Ryan Ross, who's a longtime friend of mine. And uh, actually, Garrett, I when he was in the youth group, um, we were working with the youth at our church. And sure enough, he grows up to become a Hollywood producer. And he is an executive producer on a new film that will premiere in Texas this Friday, and it's called 12 Mighty Orphans. And it's about a group of orphans from an orphanage uh, uh, in, uh, in Fort Worth, Texas, all those years ago that rose above it all and made it all the way to state. Made it all the way. I mean, it's just an incredible, incredible story. And so Hollywood had it was, it was a book written on it many years ago. Well, I say many years ago, about 2004 or five, by a famous author named Jim Dent, who I've known for years. Used to be at the Morning News, Times Herald, um, uh, kind of a decorated uh, columnist who's had some uh, off-the-field issues, we should say. But uh, Jim was a prolific author. And he sold the movie, the film rights, and the people who obtained the film rights were none other than my buddy Ryan Ross. So at 3.20 today, 
we will talk about this new film that co- that's coming out. And I'll see what I can do, Garrett. I'll see if, you know what I might try to do? What's that? Uh, secure some, uh, like, free passes for our people. Ooh. Like our listeners. Like, see if we can. We'll wait till he comes on, and then I'll, like, put him on the spot. I like that, I like say, that tactic. Hey, can, you, can we get some free passes to this? So 12 Mighty Orphans, about an orphanage, a group of, uh, of, of boys who got together and won the, uh, the Texas. I mean, it, it, I know they went to state. I, I don't know. It's been a while since I've read the book. Let me look in my home studio and see if I can find it over there. I think it's sitting over there. 12 Mighty Orphans. going to be a fun one. It's going to be a fun interview. And, again, that happens at 3.20 today. That's coming up quickly. Now, we, we've been talking a lot of college baseball. And uh, touchdown, uh, Tommy Barfield and I were on the uh, phone today, uh, Garrett, and um, we, uh, we were kind of breaking down some of the, the different things. And it was interesting to think about. MCC, JUCO National Champions. Well, they were celebrated last night. So tell me the name of that place again, Garrett. It's like a backyard it's, bar, it, stage, and grill. Yeah, Backyard Bar, Stage, and Grill. And that place, they serve some good food, and they also have a great little concert venue. And so what happened is the um, the people, uh, the MCC players and coaches and everybody showed up, and they were signing some autographs and hanging out and uh, doing their thing, and they were kind of celebrated and recognized over there and uh, had their jerseys on, MCC jerseys on. Well, it turns out, talking to Tom, there are so many connections to this MCC program. It's unbelievable. Like the the head coach at Arkansas, the most fabled um, team in the country right now because they're number one in the country, number one seed. They Their head coach played at MCC. And then it's like their shortstop played at MCC. Um, I believe his name is Jalen – was his last name? Jalen Peoples? Anyway, he's a big-time shortstop for Arkansas. Played at MCC. Uh, uh, coach Van Horn played at MCC. The third-base coach for Arkansas, he's the little brother of Mitch Thompson, the head coach of the JUCO National Champions. I mean, I this is, this is some big-time ties, college baseball. And, um, and, Garrett, I think it's time for you, this, this, this Super Regionals that are going to happen this weekend – you need to get out of whatever this is that makes you go to bed on time. I can't relate to people that actually have bedtimes. I want you, no matter what time these games are, there's I'm going to homework assignment, Garrett. I want you to, to watch this Arkansas team that has MCC ties uh, and, and has uh, Mitch Thompson's younger brother on it and uh, or as a coach, uh, at uh, third base coach. And I want you to root for the DBU kids, Dallas Baptist. And then I bring, it brings us – all around, stop it, do not root against the, the great Baptist, the Dallas Baptist Patriots. Um, and then I want you to root for your team, LSU. They will be at a Super Regional. And uh, so that'll be, that'll, all these things will be exciting. But the big news in the Big 12 um, in college baseball, Jim Schlossnagel, Schloss, S-C-H-L-O-S-S, we called him Schloss, Schloss, Schloss. Um, he has accepted the job at Texas A&M. Okay, now that is a big-time program. Now, TCU has become a better program than A&M. You say, Mosley, how you, how, what about the resources? Well, I'm just talking about winning. They've won more than A&M over the years. And, 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 and I think he went like four straight World Series. I mean, you measure 
college programs by how do you do in your conference, okay, and do you make it to the World Series every once in a while. And, and that's kind of how you get measured. And people say, well, Matt, what about this and that? Well, that's, I'm just saying, that's really what it comes down to. Now, if you make it to a super regional, that's pretty big time. And, boy, we've had our fair share at Baylor over the years. We've had some close calls. Oh, man, Tom made me cry thinking about the 2011 team. The 2012 team could not get out of the Super Regionals to get in there and make that College World Series. Those teams were ready to do it. Mitch was involved in all that. Steve was involved. Steve Smith, the former coach. I think Tom Barfield might have been on the calls. You know, former voice of the Bears doing some of those radio calls. So he was right in the middle of all that. Had some great teams going all the way back to when David Murphy and Zane Carlson, some of those guys were playing back in 03, 04, right back around then. And then they finally, they made the World Series. One of those teams went to the World Series, and they went up against Texas in 2003 or 4. Right around then, they did make it to a college World Series. I don't have my notes in front of me. But that, that, that's what I recollect because I was watching it in primo, at Primo's in Dallas. And I, th- I want to say that was Texas. Baylor ran into the University of Texas, and Texas may have won the national title that year. If I'm wrong, Tom Barfield will come running in the studio and set me straight. That's the great thing about having Tom up there, the college baseball savant that he is. Although, Stephen Simcox, Garrett, have you noticed Stephen Simcox has tried to wrestle that title away from him? He has, but I don't think he's going to do much wrestling today. He's, he's pretty upset about this, this TCU debacle. TCU losing Schlossnagel, who married a Baylor girl, by the way. I don't think that has – I think that marriage has ended, sadly, but did marry a Baylor friend of mine. Isn't that weird, Garrett, that so many coaches marry Baylor girls? You know what that, that is, is weird. Why is that? They're smart. They're smart. Hmm. That's why I married one. They're gorgeous. They're great. They're very uh, uh, academically sound, gorgeous women, and uh, that's what Baylor That's what Baylor produces on an annual basis. All right, um, uh, and just great people. Let's start with great people, all right, and then the other stuff comes along with it. Great brains, great beauty, all of those things. All right, um, lots to discuss uh, today, and um, there's something, and I was just talking to, uh, somebody who kind of puts all these things together. Have you heard of something, um, Garrett, called The Volume? That is a new sort of a podcast platform that was launched by Colin Cowherd. Well, one of his, one of the people that do, that do the show for him is Akib Talib. You remember him, don't you, Garrett? Yep, yep. Former Broncos great, former Richardson Berkner great, from a Dallas area kid. And um, Deshaun Watson... This is according, they had Kareem Jackson on. And Kareem Jackson's been around, and, and uh, obviously he has, he's had a nice NFL career. But anyway, um, so they're talking, and I, apparently the epi- it's called the, uh, the, the podcast is called Catching Fades. Catching Ooh, Fades. I like that. Catching Fades, and that's like uh, catching, like with an apostrophe after the C-A-T-C-H-I-N. Catching Fades with Akib Talib, And if you've seen Akib, he does games on Fox now. He's kind of funny. Like, he, he's not like, I like him because he keeps it real, and he's not, like, real polished. Like, oh, Akib's going to give us the this whole breakdown. Akib kind of keeps it real, and he's funny. And he'll say, he's got a little Barkley in him, 
but he's certainly not quite. You know, it's a, you know, Barkley has been doing it for years, and Barkley is the best. But Akeem's got a little bit of that to him. So he's got this new podcast, and he goes on there today. I meant to send this to you, Garrett. I'll do it as we speak. But basically, um, he, he, Kareem Jackson says that Deshaun Watson, quarterback for the Texans, has said he wants to be a Denver Bronco. Isn't this funny, Garrett, hmm. that every Aaron Rodgers and now, now Deshaun Watson, they're all connected to the Broncos. Now, the problem is, how do you pursue a trade or anything with a man that's been accused of this many whatever is going on, like indiscretions, sexual harassment, in some cases sexual assault? I mean, he's not been arrested, but, I mean, he's been accused of some really poor behavior in, uh, in, in regards to all these um, massage sessions. And uh, it's, um, you know, that, that's a... That's a great profession. I mean, massage, like right now, uh, Garrett, I'm getting massage therapy once a week. It's a very important uh, profession because mm. those of us that have had horrible injuries, we need that. We need that. And so, you know, it, when all these weird stories happen, you're just like, oh, I mean, I hate that for the whole industry because there's so many great people who do it. And and I'm mainly concerned for these females in the story that uh, allegedly – were attacked and, and mistreated by Deshaun Watson. So what I'm saying is this. How in the world do you move on and get a trade executed when he's been accused of this stuff? Garrett, I don't know how you do it. You can't. I don't know how a team does that. You can't. I honestly think Deshaun Watson's going to sit idle in Houston and, and be unhappy. I, I don't even think he plays this year, honestly. Uh, but I think he's going to have to sit idle until all this stuff plays out in court because there's nobody that can – if I'm a GM or something, I'm not making a move on that because – if he does wind up being guilty, um, th- then what are you going to have to deal with then? Is he looking at jail time? There- there's so many factors and layers to this that I'm steering clear. Now, once he gets cleared and-, and if everything comes out and you know maybe all this stuff didn't happen or whatever, then you might consider making a move depending on – but you're always going to get the- – you're going to get some negative backlash from it. But regardless, I don't think you can move right now off of him. Um, this is now Ian Rappaport responding to that and uh by the way garrett i've sent that to you if you want to turn that around and we'll we'll hit this again because we've got a lot of texans fans out there do we have a lot of texans fans let us know 254-662-1660 or is this cowboys country i would say if i had to guess i'd say 75 cowboys 25 houston that may be not giving houston too much credit i'll go 85 percent now you're a child. I only spent, uh, you know, I I have a I'm down there a lot now, but I didn't get to Central Texas until I went to school there. I went to Baylor. Garrett, you're a child of Central Texas. Mm-hmm. Would you say percent Texans fan? I might give them ten percent. I might give them ten. Okay, but hey, we all care about. That's just a big story. Where Deshaun Watson is going to be? Now, Ian Rappaport has reacted to this. We had Ian on with us recently. He said that Deshaun Watson has been getting recruited by former teammates and countless players across the NFL, and he remains open to several options, including the Broncos. He said, but I don't believe Denver is, quote, where he wants to be. Just one possible spot. Okay. Um, this is you – know, who is he quoting here? I mean, I, just one of his former teammates – 
See, I don't know. When you just start, you know, a random anonymous, I right. kind of like this Kareem Jackson. You know, remind me, Garrett, Kareem Jackson. This man's been around town a little bit. I feel like, golly, what did Kareem, was he with the Chiefs for a little bit? Kareem Jackson has been a cornerback in this league. Well, I know what he did. He's been with the Texans. Now, what I'm wondering is, is he still on the Texans roster? Kareem Jackson played with the Houston Texans. That's where I remember him. All right, I just I was trying to remember kind of the connection to Deshaun Watson, and it popped into my head. Kareem Jackson, and they've had r- huge troubles, much like the Cowboys in the in he, in the defensive backfield. He's currently on the Broncos roster. He's with the Broncos, but he used to be with the Texans. Correct. Correct. Yep. Okay. All right. I just I, it sounded like you were refuting my testimony. Oh. And, and Garrett, I would never want you to do that. No, you can do that anytime you feel like it. All right, we have an opportunity to talk to the executive producer of a new motion picture about one of the most iconic football stories in the history of Texas. That is next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Partly cloudy skies tonight, still very muggy with low temperatures falling to 74 degrees. Cloudy skies to start the day tomorrow, then decreasing clouds with a high of 92, our heat index around 97. And on Friday, mostly sunny skies, another hot day with a high of 92 and a heat index of 99. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on Game Time. We're joined now by the national champion head coach, Mitch Thompson. Having played the championship game in 15, we were on the doorstep. In 17, we had a great club, and we've been pretty consistent. I think we've been able to put together a really good program with really good coaches and players every year. And You know, I'm sitting here staring at the trophy in my office right now, and it's it's making me smile, but it makes me want to go back and get another one. Game Time, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you heard about the new quesadilla? That's right, quesadilla. Their hottest new food in the country and way cool tacos and tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. Delicious, savory braised beef on a bed of cheese and corn tortilla. Grilled crispy with onions and cilantro and served with a consomme dipping sauce. Way cool tacos in Union Hall, handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. For over 15 years, Wings Pizza and Things in Temple has been your go-to spot to watch the game and fuel up on great food. As the name implies, you can get delicious wings in 15 different flavors and amazing fresh-made pizzas. But that's not all that's on the menu. Try one of their burgers, sandwiches, or wraps. Or check out their new specials, which include two for $28 meal deals or their family feast. And you can top your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Wings Pizza and Things is family-friendly and has more than 60 TVs, so you know your game is on. Go to wingsintemple.com for their menu. 
Texas needs passionate teachers like you. McLennan Community College Child Studies and Education Department offers three different programs that can be applied to a bachelor's degree or help start your career faster. The Associate of Applied Arts in Child Development, Associate of Arts in Teaching, and Certificate in Child Development are programs that only fit your work schedule, but allows you to work in the teaching field while taking classes. MCC can help you be the teacher you want to be. Apply now for fall at mclennan.edu or contact us at 299-8622 to get started today. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weiss with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Slovacic Sausage in West. Hubbard baseball came to an end this morning in the state semifinals, losing to Kennard 3-1. Only one game in the NBA playoffs tonight in the West semifinals. The Nuggets are at the Suns, with the Suns leading that series 1-0. The Aggies had their man. Jim Schlossenegel is leaving TCU after 18 seasons with the Frogs to become the Aggies' next head coach. Texas Rangers have lost 12 out of the last 13, dropping to the Giants last night 9-4. Rangers and Giants finish that two-game series this afternoon over on kicker 1590 AM and 99.3 FM. Astros end Boston's five-game win streak with a 7-1 win last night. That series continues in Boston tonight, 6-10 first pitch. Florida State is one win away from the Women's College World Series Championship. Oklahoma will try and push it to a game three tonight, first pitch at 7 o'clock. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. is the Matt Mosley show with Garrett Ross, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, very proud to be joined right now by uh, a longtime friend and the executive producer of 12 Mighty Orphans, a, a film coming out premiering in Texas this Friday. It is Ryan Ross. Ryan, uh, welcome to the program and congratulations on the uh, on the new movie, man, cannot wait to see this thing. Hey, Matt, thanks so much for having me. Good to you hear bet. you. Hear your voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it is. Uh, it's fun, man. We've been talking for a long time, and uh, we uh, we go all the way back to boy, your grandparents have Kaufman ties where I'm from, and then I knew you right. in high school, and now we've watched you grow into a Hollywood producer, and uh, <laughs> I would say. You don't just that doesn't happen overnight, Ryan. That becoming uh, successful in Hollywood as you have been, and you've done your own movie and, and all of that comes with, I, I would say, a lot of um, taking care of people on the set, having to, to do all sorts of odd jobs. I mean, it it was um, I, I you you I would say you paid your dues, didn't you? I, I definitely did. Yeah. Um. You know, grew up in Dallas and went to school at UT and did the film school down there and got the opportunity to work on a couple of Linklater films, which was um, just just an awesome experience. Um, and then, yeah, moved out to uh, L.A. and got in with Imagine Entertainment and got to work for Ron Howard and Brian Grazer's company and really learned the world of de- development. And that's uh, yeah, been, a, been a wild ride. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's been fun uh, to watch and keep up with you over the years, and uh, and one of the films you did actually, um, uh, my my wife was involved in in that film, and I think she played yeah. uh, she played a small town, and she's a big city girl uh, like yourself, you being a big city guy, so she had right. to kind of tap into some of my small town roots, but uh, I <laughs> love that part of part of your movie Wheeler. 
And for people that haven't seen that, you can stream that and find that. It's called Wheeler, W-H-E-E-L-E-R. But, Ryan, one of the, one of the um, joys of that film was that uh, you secured Chris Christopherson to be in that film, and, and I, I would say that had to be a, uh, quite a humbling and, and uh, a, a neat moment for you as the director and writer of that film to suddenly be, uh, to have Chris Christopherson on your set. Absolutely. You know, it was, I mean, just to have him in, in the scene was, was incredible. Um, and Chris and his wife, Lisa, when, when we uh, secured him to, to do the role, uh, we sent him the script and, and they called back and um, Lisa said, uh, Chris wants to do a song. Is that okay? And we said, absolutely. So we, uh, we only, we only asked him just to be himself in a scene and, uh, just have you know some dialogue, but uh, he wanted to to sing a song, and it was very fitting. A great song called "New Mister Me," and uh, he allowed us to to use that in the film and the soundtrack. Um, but yeah, I mean, Chris is just a legend, and um, yeah, what an amazing opportunity that uh, we got to have him in our small film. But yeah, Mer- yeah. Meredith was uh, was great uh, as kind of a, a past boyfriend of Wheeler. Um, mm-hmm. that, um, she, she had some, some great lines. I think you, you gave her, um, <laughs> just local Kaufman, uh, lure. And, uh, so that was, yeah, she was amazing in that, in that film. Well, that's, uh, I, she really enjoyed that and that's a, it's a fun deal. Now, um, this film that you have really been involved with from day one, 12 Mighty Orphans, um, Take us back a little bit. Of, it was written, The book was written by Jim Dent, a guy I know and a famous sports writer uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And then he became, he did Junction Boys. He's done several books. Did you, uh, did somebody say, hey, Ryan, you ought to read this book? Or did you just kind of, uh, did you read it and immediately think, man, this could be a good movie? How did, how did this all come about uh, right at the start? Yes, yeah, so the book was released in 2007, and prior to the the release, my best friend Matt Barr, uh, who's an actor, and uh, his father uh, Mike Barr was a football player at Purdue, then coach, then actually coached at SMU, uh, Pony Express, and was um, was there for all that. He he actually read this article and sent it to Matt and, and me, and was and said, "Oh, this would make a great movie. We should, you guys should look into this." and I remember getting a. I think he sent me a, a copy of the book and read it and talked. Wow, you're Mike, and he was already kind of looking uh, for ways to track down Jim Dent, and uh, I, I helped out with just uh, some Hollywood connections that we were able to get to his agent, and yeah, so we we were the first ones to to get our hands on it back in 2007. So it's uh, it's been a long process. I've um, can only imagine how excited we are uh, that it's it's finally coming out 2021 better late than never <laughs> yeah yeah and and you know it's just an amazing story and um and for folks that aren't totally um uh, give us a little background on the, the lead character of this is the coach of this uh of, of these orphans and, and luke wilson plays that part i know you've met luke over the years and so that had to be really cool to to have him casted as this coach. But I mean that's a fascinating part of the story. How did this coach that Luke Wilson played? How did he end up 
uh, at that at that school, you know, because that, that's just such an interesting part of it. And then to get that team to become one of the top teams in the state of Texas, I, I just um, it, it it sounds almost Hollywood made up. Um, but the truth is, it is mo- almost everything you see on film all actually happened. Right. You know, ours focuses on the the nineteen thirty eight season. Um, we kind of compile. Um, a few storylines that happened um, in Rusty Russell's reign. So Rusty Russell was um, was an amazing coach in the Texas uh, Sports Hall of Fame, but he was it, he left a, a great job at uh, in Temple. Um, I think he took them uh, pretty far in the playoffs, um, but he was recommended for this uh, for this coaching job. But it was also um, a teaching job at the Masonic Home um, Orphanage in Fort Worth, and um, he and his wife moved there with their newborn daughter, Betty. Um, they, they showed up about 1929, I believe. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he showed up, and they basically had nothing. They didn't have a football, a field, anything. And he started this team from scratch. Um, and through the support of the Masons, um, uh, were able to, to field the team. And, and he really um, – what was cool is that he, he's kind of the founder of the spread offense. And uh, he basically said, okay, we're going to be going up against these big class A high schools, like Pauly and uh, eventually Amarillo um, in the state finals. You know, we, we got to be inventive. We got to <laughs> come, you know, come up with some, some new plays. And so he, he pretty much, because of their size and their speed, um, being small but being very fast, um, he started uh, the spread offense. And uh, a lot of opposing coaches <laughs> objected, um, but uh, at that time there was, you know, no rules about that you couldn't do what he was doing, um, and just got really inventive. And uh, and these these kids ended up um, kind of dominating uh, Texas high school football, um, you know, late '30s, early '40s. Um, so yeah, just a, an incredible true story. And and what's amazing about it, Matt, is that. We all love sports movies, uh, but this is definitely a sports movie, but it's a human interest story at the heart uh, of it all. And, you know, if you really kind of look at the orphans, and a lot of those orphans didn't just have their parents, you know, deceased. Um, a lot of them were had been abandoned. Um, and what you find out in our film is that Rusty Russell was also an orphan. He, he was abandoned. And so that's one of the, the main storylines that my team, as we were developing it, we found out that the, the book doesn't go into Rusty Russell uh, being an orphan or abandoned by his family. Mm-hmm. And so that was just something that we really wanted to focus on, um, uh, showing that you know these kids that they have the potential to be um, anyone they want to be. And he and his wife uh, just were absolutely incredible. The curriculum that they introduced into the school and, you know, had these kids reading and writing, um, doing math. And if you look at the numbers um, of you know, success stories that came out of uh, the home, which it was called, the, you know, the orphanage called the home, um, it's just remarkable at what the, they were able, able to accomplish. And, um, and they really just became a, a family um, so much so that, you know, if, a couple of times a, a parent would show up wanting to, you know, reconnect with their child and, you know, potentially 
take them to come back back and live. And most of the time, the orphans would say, "I'm home." Um, so the what they created there was just something special, um, incredibly special. So yeah, you know, so, yeah. It, it's uh, I can't wait to see it. Uh, premiere is Friday in Texas. Y'all had a special premiere in Fort Worth at an old theater that's been renovated. You told me the name of it, which is kind of unfortunate, <laughs> at the ISIS Theater. <laughs> so, the ISIS uh, Theater, like, yeah, it was a little interesting, yeah. but beautiful place. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, right there in Cowtown, right there in the stockyards, I guess, is uh, yep. where this was. And, and what do you think? I mean, Martin Sheen and Robert Duvall are in this thing. Do you think this thing was uh, – I mean, I, I'm just, uh, I, it, it's fascinating. It, you think it was just the power of this story that drew such enormous names to it? I mean, this is, we're talking about, I mean, Ryan, my wife, uh, Meredith, you know her. She she still watches West Wing episodes like nightly. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I mean, if she got to meet Martin Sheen, I, I, it'd be all over. I mean, he is, it's like her president. You know, it's like she stays out of current right. politics. But she liked the right. Martin Sheen. She liked that one, and so to have him at age eighty, and then I think uh, Robert Duvall is ninety. I think I read that. Um, what, yeah. what do you? How how does that even work? Does somebody just pitch that to them, and they say, "Man, that sounds like a really cool story." I mean, I, it's just remarkable to get such huge, legendary names like that. Yeah, you know, it's we were real lucky. I, I think the story does speak for itself. I think when you pitch. You know, the basic idea or premise of what it is, people can't believe it usually. Um, but once they kind of study it, um, they're just so eager to learn more um, and be a part of it if they can. I know that when we were first doing it, Robert Duvall was always our first choice for the role of Doc Hall. And as time went on and you know, people get a little older and schedules get busier, um, he wasn't able to, to play uh, Doc Hall Martin Sheen was absolutely incredible, and I was just reading an interview that he did um, recently, and he said that it was one of the greatest experiences of his career. Um, so that was just really incredible. Um, to get to Duvall, actually, I, I'm not exactly all the in, ins and outs of it, but I know that um, uh, Rooster McConaughey, who's Matt's older brother, he plays Pop Boone, Um the the journalist in the film and I know that Rooster and Duvall have a connection and I think he was kind of influential in in kind of getting Duvall to do this uh to do this role and uh we, we basically kind of came up with a role for Duvall uh after Martin signed on to play Doc Hall oh man Duvall wants to do something let's just write him in so he, he ends up playing Mason Hawk this this Mason who basically kind of <laughs> helps the orphans uh, get established and um, kind of like their, their top Mason sponsor almost. And he's at the first game and just a scene that kind of melts your heart. Um, it's, I had to pinch myself a couple of times <laughs> uh, just looking at, at legends, um, you know, here in this film in Fort Worth, it was, it was unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, you made me, I, I laugh thinking about you talking about writing characters in, and I, I'm just imagining 
Jim Dent, who I've known for many years, I would think as an author, I'm sure anytime he hears something, something's written in or changed, I bet he reacts really well to it. But we won't get into that. Uh, yeah, but, um, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of my Jim Dent stories are probably best for off the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people's are. But, uh, but exactly. Jim's, Jim's done a lot of He's had a lot of incredible um, stories over the years, and uh, and my dad and I both know him pretty well, and and, and like Jim. But yeah, he is uh, he is quite a character, and he's been through a lot. In fact, there, I'm trying to think if they're going to do another Enron movie or something. Like Jim could figure into his own movie about his life, right. but we'll why don't we hold right. off on that for now? Um, right. Okay, so Pete, can folks in Central Texas? It's funny, Rusty Russell, you just said it. The coach is from came from Temple, and that's a big part of our listening audience. Like, where can folks in Central Texas, you went to uh, you went to University of Texas, so obviously people in Austin will be excited to know, will this be kind of a wide release in Texas Friday? Will it be, I mean, we're just now getting theaters open again, so it's kind of hard to know what's open and what's not open. How can you help us on that one? Where can we, where can we see the film? Yeah, you know, check your local list listings as far as theaters um i yeah texas this uh this friday june 11th uh, lots of theaters I'm, I'm not exactly sure all the cities um but if it's not in your city hold on another week and june 18th it's nationwide and uh sony pictures classics are doing the release and they've kind of already promised us that if it if it does well and they seems like the numbers are are staying steady that they'll continue to add theaters and add new locations um, but, um, yeah, I don't know exactly the specifics, but yeah, I think June 11th, this, this Friday, it should be in, in most, uh, okay. kind of major theaters, uh, around the state. All right. I want you to play it in the Hippodrome in downtown Waco. I'm, I'm going to give you all these places. <laughs> I, what could go wrong okay. since you debuted it at, at the ISIS theater? I, I think everything <laughs> right. will be fine. It'll just roll this right. thing out. All right. Well, listen, you're, you're on vacation. You've taken some time away to be with us. Really appreciate it. Tell your family I said hi. And, you know, a couple of times in the past, our vacations uh, in that uh, 30A area have synced up. This one, sadly, we're going to be about a month behind you. But uh, I know. tell everybody I, I, I said I, hey. I heard that, yeah. the, uh, I heard that the, the red bar is back open over in Grayton. I, I thought yeah. about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After, I think you I met they, my they buddy. Re- redone uh, after the fire, so. Yeah, that's where you met Elmore, and I think um, I think we were. Uh, we, it is. We'll have to go try that out for sure when we get there. So scout it out. Yeah. Make sure it's uh, back up on its feet and everything. And uh, Ryan, congratulations, man! You've been after this for a long time, and to see this thing to come to fruition. Uh, I mean, you are you are the guys. You and your your two partner. You mentioned the bars. I mean, y'all got this thing rolling. Um, and and uh, just uh, congratulations, and just know how excited we are to to see the film. Hey, thanks so much, Matt. It means so much that uh got to spend a little time talking to you. You bet. There he goes. Ryan Ross, executive uh, producer and uh, longtime friend of the Mosley family uh, and uh, his film, 12 Mighty Orphans. And uh, it is uh, Luke Wilson, one of the, o- the Wilson brothers. You know Owen. You know Luke. Martin Sheen, Robert Duvall. And then, uh, Garrett, how about that? One of the McConaughey brothers. Rooster, I like Rooster that. McConaughey. I will have to be looking for him. I don't know if I've ever seen McConaughey's brother, but it sounds like he's the one who talked Duvall into it or maybe had a hand in it. Um, and anybody wants to text in 
um, with Temple or Richfield ties. My buddy Sean Hunt was texting in while he was listening, and I think he knows maybe one of the producers as well. But uh, how cool is that, Garrett? A former Temple high school coach. And Temple, uh, you know, obviously has a uh, storied history and the state titles and all that kind of thing. But to go all the way back to, like, the 1930s, and that was where this famous coach that went to the Masonic uh, Boys Home there in Fort Worth and took a team to state uh, of uh, uh, abandoned children, basically. Uh, what a cool story and what a cool movie. Garrett, I want you to take the family out. Take the family and go see 12 Mighty Orphans. I'll see if we I can get us some uh, passes, okay? Okay, we'll do that. All right, there it is. And uh, we do have some uh, – we've got some things to clean up before we turn it over to Tom Barfield. Game time. There's no telling what he has in store for you, although I'm worried, Garrett, that without Hubbard baseball, I mean, Hubbard baseball was keeping y'all's show rolling. They've been doing great, and we lost, uh, sadly, got a, had a loss there. What a great run that was. Coach Grimm, the whole the bunch, great job by Hubbard. And we've got some other, uh, like Bosqueville's doing some great things in baseball, have some amazing <clears throat> baseball in Central Texas and softball as well. And Crawford did had a great season. So appreciate everybody out there and the great seasons that you have had. Know that we uh, are keeping up with you and uh, are very proud of what you have accomplished. Okay, um, let's talk a little bit Cowboys. The Cowboys had um, what they call the mini camp. Boy, I used to plan my summers around it. Now they only let a handful of people watch it. But we had some representatives there. We have some sound for you tomorrow. But Dak has spoken. And Dak had some very interesting things to say. And we will react to that next. Recently on the John Moore Show. It's One Chicago on a Wednesday. Uh, it's on NBC. Uh, you've heard me talk about it before. Maybe maybe more than you'd like to hear me talk about it. So the, the line exactly is, it's like when we were watching Baylor win the national championship. Ha ha, I know. Well done by Derek Haas. We appreciate that. A mention of Baylor winning the national championship on Chicago Fire last night. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Here on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1985, Wade Funeral Home has provided services to Central Texas families with care and compassion. Wade Funeral Home serves every family with pride, and they are able to offer a wide range of services to meet your family's needs. They will listen to you to help plan a celebration consistent with your expectations. Also see them for pre-planned funerals and cemetery monuments. Wade Funeral Home, 201 Northwest 3rd Street in Hubbard and 4140 West Pioneer Parkway in Arlington. Let them help you. Hubbard City Drug, they say they are a drugstore and more. A family-owned and independent pharmacy in business since 1980. Hubbard City Drug offers full prescription services and free delivery within a five-mile radius. They pride themselves in providing fast and friendly service for their patients. They also have several gift lines with a wide variety of wedding, baby, and seasonal gifts. Hubbard City Drug, 200 North Magnolia Avenue, 254-576-2241 at HubbardCityDrug.com. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. We offer a full selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. 
They go the extra mile for you at Muirhead Ranch and Realty. If you're buying or selling, do yourself a favor and call Muirhead Ranch and Realty first. Teresa, Craig, and Shelly can give you a no-cost market evaluation. Plus, check out their website often, MuirheadRanchAndRealty.com, for daily new listings, plus information on surrounding North and Central Texas communities. They're able to answer all your residential and farm and ranch real estate questions at Muirhead Ranch and Realty, 201 North Magnolia Avenue in Hubbard. The Hubbard Jagger Booster Club meets the first week of each month in the gym for you. Persons interested in joining the club and supporting the black and gold should email sjohnson at hubbardisd.org or check them out on Facebook. To raise funds, the Hubbard Jagger Booster Club sells athletic apparel to fans plus works the concession stand for home football games. Money raised is used to buy items for the coaches typically not found in their yearly budgets. Also, the club awards one college scholarship to a boy and girl senior student athlete each year. So join the Jagger Booster Club today. My customers want everything now and faster than ever. It's a whole different world. Business is changing. USPS is changing with it. Find out how at usps.com slash new routes. The United States Postal Service. Priority you. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weiss with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Slovacic Sausage and West. Hubbard baseball came to an end this morning in the state semifinals, losing to Kennard 3-1. Only one game in the NBA playoffs tonight in the West semifinals. The Nuggets are at the Suns, with the Suns leading that series 1-0. The Aggies had their man. Jim Schlossenegel is leaving TCU after 18 seasons with the Frogs to become the Aggies' next head coach. Texas Rangers have lost 12 out of the last 13, dropping to the Giants last night 9-4. Rangers and Giants finished that two-game series this afternoon over on kicker 1590 AM and 99.3 FM. Astros end Boston's five-game win streak with a 7-1 win last night. That series continues in Boston tonight, 6-10 first pitch. Florida State is one win away from the Women's College World Series Championship. Oklahoma will try and push it to a game three tonight, first pitch at 7 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. John Morris, weekdays at 2 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. Oh, man. That is really good stuff there, and uh, we'll get that out to everybody who wants to read about that on social media and hear about that and again that's my old pal ryan ross who uh the producer how do we know all these tv people have you noticed that tv and film there's a lot uh, yeah tom, tom has somebody from like the voice yeah the voice he's always talking to and then and then uh derek haas yeah the a, chicago fire a tv director yeah and and um john will have him on now i got my producer buddy on i mean this is something you know baylor and uh, I would say, who do you think? I'm, I'm trying to think of the most famous actor ever to attend Baylor. And my first thought is, well, the woman from Wings. Uh, you got to be a little older, Garrett. You're too young for the comedy Wings. I remember Wings. I was five and older. Uh, you were tiny, yeah, when Wings was around. But her name was Crystal Bernard. It, her, it is. It's not like she, she's still with us. Uh, Crystal was from Baylor, and then Jeff Dunham was the ventriloquist who went to Baylor. Pretty sure he went to Baylor. And then um, the woman, Angela Kinsey, from The Office. Oh, yeah. Now, I'd like to get her on sometime. Very, very funny. 
and she's just a little bit she's a little bit ahead of me at, at Baylor. But we were at some of the I think she was at Chi Omega, and I used to go to some Chi uh, some Chi uh, events, and so I, I'll every once in a while see one of my buddies will post something where she was at in some kind of picture with me and one of my buddies at a Chi Omega dance. Angela Kenzie, who was in the office, so uh, let's. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think if I'm missing anybody. I'm sure. Oh, the, the former president's son, Kevin Reynolds, directed some big-budget films. One of them I shouldn't mention because it, it tanked. But um, he did do a famous movie called Fandango, and I want to say that might have been a young Kevin Costner, and that would have been back in the 80s, mid early to mid-'80s or something. The movie was called Fandango, and it was kind of a cult classic. Garrett, watch it sometime. And that was uh, Herbert Reynolds, the former Baylor president. That was his son. And he became like a Hollywood filmmaker, Kevin Reynolds. And I'm sure he came through Baylor's uh, art uh, film department, led by, I think, Michael Corpy and some of those guys. The theater department. Oh, who's the other guy? Anyway, really good, really a good department. Um, okay, lots of stuff going on today. Uh, we, we had the big news of TCU losing its baseball coach. And I think you mentioned Garrett, that maybe, uh, they would go after the DBU coach, Mm -hmm. Dan Hefner. And that is the thought, but, but I think, I think, um, Tom Barfield has this right. I think they'll, um, they'll eventually settle on their pitching coach, not settle for, I said, settle on Kirk Sarlos. And, um, Sarlos, I think that's how you say it. Anyway, pretty good. You know, he was a former major league pitcher, uh, has bounced around a little bit, but boy, he's had a nice career now. They brought him into the college, and 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 he's really high. He's highly regarded, well regarded coach, and so the T, even the TCU people think that'll probably be their next coach. But folks usually take a run at Hefner because he's been so great at Dallas Baptist. He's probably in his late forties by now. He's been there 17 years, 14 as head coach at DBU, and the guy does an incredible job. They go to the regionals almost every year. They rarely get through the super regionals, but they did this year, and they'll be playing in Columbia, South Carolina versus Virginia. And that'll start, I think that starts on Saturday. So you got University of Texas in this, <clears throat> Arkansas, uh, Texas Tech, DBU, and then you get into SEC schools. Um, Garrett, let's see, LSU. Tennessee, Arkansas, anybody I'm missing? There's got to be a couple others. Vanderbilt. Uh, yeah, Vanderbilt. Uh, they're just so, well, I know Nashville has a Super Regional. Did Vanderbilt get through? I guess they did. But um, always fun. We'll do the Super Regionals, and then it'll be time for the World Series, and we'll see if the Red Raiders can get through, and we'll see what the University of Texas can do. Um, I was just trying to think to myself, is A and M was A and M that much of a better job than than TCU? Obviously, uh, the answer is yes, but but because he wouldn't have left if he didn't think it was a better job. The the thing is, Schlossnagel, I think the last time I looked was making about one point five million at TCU. I mean, I think that's extremely competitive for college baseball coaches. I would am- I didn't see usually state schools they they will sometimes put the salaries out there, Garrett. If you see that. Pass it along to me. I would bet that the uh, that they paid him above two uh, two million dollars a year. All right, and that's 
for college baseball coaches, that is enormous money. Uh, I would say the number one coach in the country, well, right now he's at Arkansas. Uh, after that, you could make some arguments. They're doing a great job at Tennessee. Uh, the coach at LSU had to be making a lot of money um, at this point. So I, I, I don't know. I, the coach at Texas probably makes in the $1.7, $1.8 million per year range. But that's huge money uh, for college baseball coaches. And that's a good thing. You know why? Because we need to – it does so well on TV now for ESPN – and college softball does so well on the women's side, we need to start thinking about more scholarships for these players, not just whatever it is, like eight-point-something, or uh, Tom knows the answer to that. Basically, you have, you, you've got to spread all your scholarship money among all your players. So, you know, there's, it's pretty rare for even big-time players to be put on full scholarship. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen for the most part. Well, listen, if you're going to pay these coaches two or two and a half million dollars and you're going to get great TV ratings and you're going to get a bunch of money from ESPN, let's get the kids some more scholarship money. All right? Let's figure out a way to do it. And, um, and, and, and again, that's up, to, that's up to the NCAA. That's up to college administrations. That's, there's some stuff that we have to figure out. I'm just saying we've been reminded over the past couple of weeks I don't usually tune in <clears throat> to this stuff unless Baylor's in it. I don't really get involved until, like, the College World Series. Well, this year Baylor's not in it, and I've been way into it, in part, partly because i got friends that work at DBU, and I kind of jumped on that bandwagon. But still, I think there's more excitement around college softball and college baseball than ever, okay? And, and, um, and I, I think we need to keep our eye on that, and we need to do more for our student-athletes. Now, I promised you uh, we, what we're going to do tomorrow is we're going to have some uh, Mike McCarthy talk today, had some of the coaches that talked. Dak Prescott had some availability, and we're going to hear from Dak and, and what he's talking about. And I, I, think, uh, I think you're going to like what you're hearing, Garrett. I, I, the, the main thing is, is that that ankle seems to be holding up well, and um, I, I, I think – I think what they're going to end up doing is now he'll rest some. They're not going to get crazy with it. But here's here's one uh, here's one quote just to kind of whet your appetite. Dak Prescott, I've buried the injury, honestly, guys. From the point of practice, from the point of just moving forward and going about my life, I've buried it mentally. I think you guys and a lot of people around have to help me and bury it as well as we move forward. Now, isn't that a good point? Now, again, no, we're not in the media. We're not in the business of trying to, like, <laughs> help people out. I mean, we're, we're, we're trying to help fans out and serve as a conduit. And, but, but that doesn't mean we can't be sensitive to what these players are saying. And I think what, what Dak is basically saying is, listen, I'm, I'm – but the, the truth of the matter is, until we see him going through a full game-type deal, that's when we'll totally know for sure. And he can say he's moved on and he's fine and we can watch him run around. But, Garrett, can anybody hit him right now? Can anybody get close to him on defense? No. So we can't totally move on, and I don't even think he can, until that first bit of contact happens in practice. All right, we've come to the end of our short little program we do each day at 3. We appreciate everybody who's been a part of this one. 
And uh, Tom Barfield is waiting in the wings. You never know what Tom's going to have. Had a good visit uh, the other day with uh, Dan Hefner and uh, always some good stuff. Uh, Garrett, anything you need to tell us about to get us ready for game time? So we'll recap the Hubbard game coming up at 4.15. 4.30 we'll be joined by Jeff Tarpley at Gigum 247, talk about the coaching hire and some of the big-name recruits that have made their way to campus now that the dead period has ended. Uh, we'll do our Ranger Roundup, get into it. The Rangers right now are losing in the bottom of the night 2-1 to one to the Giants. Uh, then at 5, we'll be joined by Keith Moreland from the Longhorn Network to talk about uh, Texas and their Super Regional. All right, that's 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 a packed show, and uh, I mean it's kind of redundant to say the Rangers are losing, but uh, it's uh, it's it's oh, become just, a daily it's well, become a daily occurrence. They just tied uh, it up. Yeah. Oh goodness. Oh goodness. All right. If I were you guys, I would just flip it over there to the Rangers game. Listen to that thing for a little while since they've tied it up. They may they may win a rare game. All right. That's all we have today. Tom Barfield game night, uh, game time coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow at. 3 o'clock. Good night, everybody.